Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR. I'm Zach Hewitt. <laughs> this guy makes me laugh every time he's here. Uh, Dave Kelly uh, in the studio. Kind of got the groove on. I do. I can't help myself. You had a busy couple of weeks. You know what I just did? I just took a sip out of someone else's water. <laughs> so I, I don't know whose that is, but I just did. I, I believe that was Bob Everock. He's from actionalberta.ca. <laughs> uh, we just had him on. It was a remarkable conversation. And by the way, that is the email address for everybody, else, or the website address. Uh, we have had some texts saying that some of the links have been broken, or I know they're getting hammered right now with registrations after the conversation we just had. So President Obama. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, like in... It's it to me. I find it is such an interesting conversation. A lot of people said, "Why would you buy tickets sure. after the Keystone uh, to go see this guy?" I went there thinking, "Okay, I got to see what I got to hear what sure. he has to say." I also subscribe to step into the hard conversations. Yeah, I want to hear them. I found that I thought you were great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, I found that he was. It was very interesting. He's such a fantastic speaker. Yeah, I found it grossly underwhelming in that uh, that he was. There was not a lot of wow from his answers. It seemed like he was working. Right. Now, it, I don't put that on you. I put that just on him doing his thing. He's the most uh, thoughtful guy that I've talked... Like, like, given that there was whatever it was, let's say, pick a number, 15,000, 20,000, whatever the amount of people that were in that room, he was so willing to pause and think and consider and answer. And, you're, and he's like the most... I mean, obviously he's done it a lot, but he was the most thoughtful, I'm going to think about my answer and then speak as much as I can that I've seen. So he was very impressive in this willingness to pause and be thoughtful. Did you, uh, did you see the picture that I posted? Uh, was it me with just like all muscles, that one? No, no, that was Photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there was a camera angle on Obama where he was perfectly positioned with That's the flowers around his head. He's That's got the most one. colorful haircut ever. <laughs> That's uh, a fantastic. good look. So, yes. um, so in the conversation, yes. I mean, you had to ask some questions about his history. You had yeah. to, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that was all nice. But when it got into the hard stuff, is that one of those things that you're restricted to do? Or why don't you ask about like Keystone? and? Well, here Keystone was a great one because, uh, and it was a personal call on my own. And here's why. I, I was aware of, uh, they told me the one thing his people, and his people were tremendous. Like I, I had about 50 questions and we went back and forth with, and they never said, you can't ask this and you can't ask that. Their biggest piece of advice is they said, you have to understand he is a slow, deliberate answerer. So you won't get 50 questions. You'll get eight. Yeah. I was so then three, I thought, yeah. right. So then I thought, okay, if I ask him about uh, oil, then if I want to ask a follow-up, then I'm going to use 15 minutes of the hour and a bit we all have with them on oil. Mm. Now, did, is, that what, is that what that entire room wanted? Was a full quarter of that conversation to be about pipelines and oil? My guess is some do, mm. and that's important, but not all. So I had to balance... Do I, some people want to know what's it like to have the kids in a White House? What is it like? You know, there's a lot of other. I loved areas. his dad stuff. I found his dad stuff the most valuable yeah. of all of it. And yeah. I, of all the people that I saw in that room, there was an awful lot of people that looked like they looked tired. Yeah. Actually, they looked like parents. Yeah, because they looked tired. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. Well, what did Calgary look like from the stage? So here you are. You're sitting on the stage in the saddle room. Yeah. You know, there's big speakers and lights and and all this stuff, and you're sitting across. And you've done this with Ellen and, and other people, but you're sitting with the ex president. Um, of the United States of America, yep. and you're looking at at Calgary. Yeah, 
what does Calgary look like? Because the collective groan over some of the things that were said, and I don't mean it like an audible groan, but you can feel it in your heart. Sure. Uh, something like, oh. However, you could also feel in your heart, like when he said, if you're in a position of power in your company and you don't have women in that position of power, you don't have minorities in that position of power, you're behind. And you could feel people going, yes, and it's about time people have said that. And it's about time people push for that. So I was aware that, sure, there were points. And, I mean, he's a politician, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter which politician. Every politician is going to say middle of the road, safe things. And everyone goes, yeah, okay. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but what he was very good at, I thought, was he was aware. And even his global warming stuff and his, <clears throat> excuse me, his climate change stuff was very, um, I appreciated that he was saying, look, this is what the world is talking about. Mm. This is what the world is dealing with. And either you're you're on the bus or you're not, but this is where the world's going. So make your own call. Well, and I didn't feel like, uh, it wasn't a debate, first of all. Uh, it, was no. a, it was a conversation. And, and I didn't feel like, for me, that I had to sit there and, and I needed some guy to make me feel good about my opinions. Sure. I felt like I could disagree with him. Yeah. And that was okay. Yeah. Uh, but a fantastic speaker. And I mean, I thought that there were some opportunities where he could have gone further, but I felt like you, there were some people there that were hungry for some sort of answer or, or um, looking for looking for something. And I think it just it speaks to us as a society of where you get to. When, when you're sitting down with those people, though, do you personally ever kind of just go, "Whoa, how did I end up here?" Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, any of those big shiny people, there's always the the image of them, and then the person. And you have to sort of get rid of the image of them and go, okay, this is just a person and I'm just going to have a conversation as opposed to, for Ellen DeGeneres, here is the most successful daytime female personality on earth. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just going to shoot the breeze with this woman. Right. There's a little different. But I, I want to talk about Keystone just because it's this, this is my, my uh, pro-Calgary, pro-Alberta bit. The reason I didn't say what the hell's with Keystone, which I could have said was that was a decision that was made uh, of a while ago. And all he would have been able to do at this point is defend himself. And I thought, okay, I am so done with pipeline conversations. Not that they're not important, and they are. But I know that when, when we were working on, uh, on drilling 30 years ago, people complained about it. And then other people said, we're going to figure out SAG-D. And then they did. Or 40 years ago in Alberta when they said, these oil sands are not mineable. And then some people said, we're going to figure out how to do that. And in Alberta now, I want to talk to the people who are saying, here's our innovation. Here's what we're going to do to make it work. As opposed to just worrying about what is the states doing or what is Ottawa doing or what is BC doing. Our province is up to us. And I really want us to be proud of what we can do to make it better. Sorry, well put. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it seemed right. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, but I, I can't help but say that when the text messages come in and say, you know, it's, it's the responsibility of this person. And no, it's our responsibility. So that's a great part. Did you get to talk to Obama outside the interview at all before, after, like high five, hug, anything? A little bit. At, well, here's the crazy thing. The way just physically, the way, late, right? <clears throat> right? What's that? He was late, wasn't he? Exactly. And they had a meet and greet. So, and traffic was crazy. Mm -hmm. So it, the whole thing, so I was like, they said, okay, you two are going to have a couple of minutes before to talk. It didn't work. And that was fine with me. The first time I saw him was when he walked out on stage and shook my hand. Wow. But it was kind of fun to kind of, the, the, it was fun to say, where's this going to go? How's he going to feel about all this? What was the first thing that went through your mind when you walked out on stage for the first time and you saw him? The same thing everyone else does with 
which is, wow, that looks exactly like Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you could, like, same with him. Any, like, when Ellen would walk out on stage, you could feel the whole audience go, oh my God, that's her. Yeah. And when he walks out, you could say, love him, hate him, whatever. You go, that's, that's the guy. I've seen every video possible, and that's him. There are things in life that have made my hair go gray that are way less impactful than the things that have made his hair go way less gray. Yeah. Crazy. Can you imagine that job though, when you wake up in the morning and that's, that's what your day looks like. And could you like, could you imagine his election or his inauguration day, the country and the world was an economic free fall. Like it was, it was heading for the tanker like no one else. And as we talked about on stage, there was no one that was even alive during the depression that he could say, how did you get through? So he and his team had to figure out the most complicated thing on earth without any background on how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and at what point did he sit there and go, what have I done? How did I get into this? Why did I say yes to this one? You know, I could, it'd be really great to just go drive a taxi right now. That'd be awesome. What a great job. Nuts. Yeah. Um, He did say one thing that I, I've even quoted it in the show today is that, when we surround ourselves with people that agree with us all the time. Yes. We really don't go anywhere. Correct. We don't learn anything. We don't go anywhere. I'm paraphrasing exactly. Um, so what did you take? You know, I mean, you spoke about your kids. What did you take from that? Uh, you know, there's a lot going on politically in Canada. So we clearly see that th- there is situations where people are surrounded by the same people. Yes. So what did you take from the conversation about Obama that does apply? Because a lot of people say that the Obama conversation, he was, he's, a, he's a famous guy now. He's not, he's not relevant. Sure. Well, I mean, the guy, to say he's not relevant, I would argue only because he says something and people listen. He still so does. I agree. He's very, he certainly he's not the president. He doesn't have his hands on buttons anymore, but he's certainly relevant to the conversation. I appreciated his point on science. And even your last few callers or your last caller would talk about, okay, climate change, you need to go to science. You need to say, what is the, there are facts that yeah, we can know. What do we let's, know today? What do we know? And let's make smart decisions based on that. As soon as it's based on conspiracy or the government or whatever, well, then you're in trouble. But if you can, and I took that from him to say, what are the facts? And let's do with what we can with the facts. Dave Kelly uh, sat on stage with President Obama, did a tour of, uh, was it five, you said, Ellen shows? Yes. Five Ellen shows, and uh, I don't know where you go next. <laughs> I don't what, mean, what do I you don't, do, right? I, 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 what do you think? Well, I think, I'm going to be here. This think, is what I'm doing now. I think you get a text message from your wife saying, don't forget to pick up milk. Exactly. How grounding is that, right? <laughs> pick up your socks, will you? What do you, what do you think you are? Thanks for coming and sharing time today. It's a pleasure, Zach. Thank all you. Right, Dave Kelly and Kelly Brothers Productions. If you do want to learn more about what they're up to, because they do all kinds of different productions in and around the city, uh, they do a lot to support uh, here too as well, and I appreciate the time. 974-8255-974-TALK. We're going to continue all of the conversations from today, because uh, we've had a bit of a change I think in the schedule coming up next, 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.